African people have been settling in the UK since the 17th century as a result of the slave trade. Other maritime connections saw small communities of African people settle in Britain's port cities and in London. The number of Africans coming to Britain grew substantially after the Second World War, when people from the British colonies were invited to work in Britain. A third period of migration began in the late 1970s, when many African economies experienced tremendous decline. Many Africans fled human rights abuse and political intolerance by escaping to Britain. More recently, many Africans fled civil wars like that in Sierra Leone. I visited Liverpool, long a centre of African settlement, to learn how African migrants draw on diasporic connections to help them settle and how their links back home help development there. What's it like to leave your native country and begin a new life in the UK? The dreams that I had for England wasn't the way it's supposed to be. I was very, very frightened to come. Most of all because I didn't know anybody here. It was very, very lonely for me coming here because I had to leave all my family and friends. I didn't know there would be any black people in Liverpool or in England. I just thought it was going to be my dad and I. Yankin Bourbon was raised in Sierra Leone and cared for by her grandmother until she became too frail. Although she'd never met her father, who settled in Britain, he brought Yankin here when she was 17. What were some of the issues she found most difficult when she first arrived? It actually took me a while to even know other people, and um, I couldn't speak English very well. There's nobody here for me to speak my language to. So when I came into here, I met my family for the first time. I was very nervous. I couldn't understand what they were saying because I felt... They were speaking so fast for me that I couldn't understand a word they were saying. And I also find the English language, the way they speak, it was completely different to the way we were taught in Africa. I think it's the Scouse accent, isn't it? It was a very funny way of speaking English to me. So I usually have to tell my stepsisters, you don't say I feel like a sandwich. You know, you say I would like a sandwich. I get used to it after a while, but... As you can see, my accent hasn't changed. It's just sort of got mixed with the African and the Liverpoolian together. I thought this is my opportunity to do something, probably go into school and have an education that I always dreamt of. But it didn't happen. When I came, because of my age, apparently in England, you have to stop school at the age of 16. So I couldn't go to school. Unable to continue her education and face with language difficulties, how did Yankin cope with the problems she encountered? It wasn't easy. I did want to go back to school, but I struggled a lot and learned as much as I can by myself, watching the telly and getting experience with children programmes. The way I made friends was working at the Adelphi Hotel. I met a girlfriend. I explained to her the problems I was having at home with my dad and my stepmom. And I explained to her I couldn't cope with the way things were anymore. But I had no way to go, and she then offered a place in her house. I always in my life wanted to be a nurse, but I feel because of my qualification, I couldn't actually achieve that. I went to the care work, care for elderly people, and I worked in nursing home before I actually got a job in the hospital where I am now. I have got my own family now. I met a man who is from Ghana, he's a school teacher here, and I've got my own children. We are very 
educated and they're doing very well. I always push them to learn and tell them how important education is because I didn't have that opportunity, but my children have, and I do push my children to get the education that I didn't have in Liverpool. Having lived in the UK for many years, what was it like to revisit her native Sierra Leone? Did it feel instinctively like home? I've been back to Sierra Leone once since I came to this country in 1982. I've never been back since. I didn't know where I was. I was actually completely lost. This is my home. I've been in England longer than I have been in Africa. But I still do remember the people there, the life that I had while I was there. It doesn't mean because I'm in England I should forget. I never forget. Yenkin has been actively involved with Sierra Leonean networks in Liverpool. How did she begin forming associations? I actually met a Sierra Leonean who then had a birthday party and invited me to go. That was the best thing she ever did for me because there were quite a lot of Sierra Leoneans that were there, which I never knew existed in Liverpool. In Freetown, we all get together when there's a death or birthdays, things like that and then decided we should do something by forming our own organisation, which we then started, spoke to many members, and they all wanted to get involved. I'm one of the committee members, and my role is going around visiting elderly people who can come to the meetings. It's a Sierra Leone member association for most Sierra Leoneans that are in Liverpool. But we're not just doing it for Sierra Leoneans in Liverpool. We also involved Sierra Leoneans from Manchester who also got their own organisation and trying to get involved with us here. And we all sort of team together. We're not only trying to have black Sierra Leoneans, but anybody who wants to join is welcome to join as long as we're all together as a party, able to look after one another. Every Sierra Leoneans have got their own little projects, which they do. And it may be selfish, but at the moment, for our families only. I do send money home for my mom every month, if I can afford it, to help to pay for her rent and also medical fee, because my sister wasn't well recently. Clearly, there are strong ties with Sierra Leone for Yenkin. But would she like to settle there one day? I would like to return but whether to settle will be very difficult. It will be a bit strange, but I'm sure it won't take very long to settle back. Yenkin struggled to negotiate her identity as a Sierra Leonean and build a new life for herself in England. How does her experience contrast with others in a similar situation? Dr Henrietta Collier of Liverpool John Moores University came to England over 30 years ago. I left Freetown, Sierra Leone, in 1969, aged 19 years, just after taking my A-levels. And the main reason for leaving was educational, because I came to London to study nursing. At that time, there wasn't a school of nursing in Sierra Leone, so it was a good opportunity for me to come to England. Regarding England as a good educational opportunity and coming with positive expectations of life here, what was it like in reality? I thought England would be a very welcoming place. I sort of expected, in a way, the same sort of friendly family 
atmosphere that I'd grown up in and that I was living behind. And I certainly expected it to be a land of opportunities. When I came, it was it was quite different. It was a completely different culture. The first few months were quite hard because I found the isolation difficult at that time. I am one of seven children and um, it was the first time I sort of lived on my own. I suppose that the culture and the society that you've left is very different. It's not just being on your own. It's just sort of missing that open-door policy, really. I think that's perhaps at the very core of the loneliness that you feel. Having left a large family behind, how easy was it to build up relationships with other Sierra Leoneans during those early years? I did have some contact with other people from Sierra Leone in the, in the early days, particularly in the summer, where we'll get invited to weddings and functions of other Sierra Leoneans. So I did meet quite a few other people. So the summer was good, but um, the winter was cold and lonely. <laughs> I have got other family in the UK now. My mother joined me about eight years ago, particularly because of the civil unrest in Sierra Leone. She didn't really mean to stay when she first came, but um, I think so many things have been destroyed for her memories and, and, and things like that, and mine as well. My younger sister, who came to England probably 14 years ago, she came over to study but has since settled down with a partner and, and they're living here. And um, I've also got my two children. My daughter is aged 25. She's finishing her final year at Southbank University. My son, Dion, is the younger. He's studied civil engineering. With the new generation of Sierra Leoneans, those who've been born here, is there an issue of cultural identity? My son went through a phase when I think he was quite confused. In his mid-teen years, I suppose he didn't really know what he was identity-wise. At the moment, he's, I think he sees himself as an African in the UK, even though he's spent most of his life in the UK. He wants to go back to West Africa at some point. And he's got this burning desire to contribute to some form of development, which is one of the reasons why he chose to study engineering. My daughter, on the other hand, has never been bothered, really. I think she, perhaps like me, in many ways, would fit into wherever she is. And they do have a lot of contact with the family back home. They're still very close. There's a lot of contact by phone. We do video various occasions, sort of weddings, Christmas, family occasions. So there's a lot of exchange of videos. So there's a considerable level of contact. What about more practical involvement with her former country? What cultural traditions form part of her life in England? There's a certain amount of traditional and cultural aspects of Sierra Leone that perhaps we're bringing back here. You're always helping the family in Sierra Leone that I'm sending some money for a cousin. And um, it just seems so alien to others to understand why I'm doing that. 
or if my cousin's roof was leaking after the last civil unrest because she had some bullets go through her roof and obviously made holes in it. And, and they're saying, well, you know, how come you're involved in that? But it's not the sort of thing I can turn my back on. I cannot. And none of those are things that I have to do within this sort of British cultural context. And it's not just a one-way thing. I know that if at any time either myself or my children or some other member of the extended family needs help, there will be somebody else there to give that help. While strong family associations clearly exist, how does Henrietta involve herself with the wider Sierra Leonean community in the UK? At the moment, I am involved in a relatively new organisation, the Sierra Leone Association of Merseyside, we would like it to be a first point of contact for the Sierra Leoneans who come to Merseyside. We also envision it as the sort of home from home type of association where, if at all possible and whenever we can, we will respond to needs in Sierra Leone. <laughs> 